Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Well, this week has been interesting. I think it's the first time that Eden's really, really crossed a line. No. I mean, do you know what, Jenny? I'll take a bit of sleep deprivation. You know, it's not her fault. You know, she's figuring out how to do that still. Um, yeah. You know, I'm kind of used to it. But, well, something happened which was upsetting, which I was worried about. Um, you know how she's got her first tooth now? She's got one big taggy. Oh. Teething's fun, by the way. Oh, has she got... Where is it? Which bottom? Which right on the bottom middle. Yeah, yeah. Sweet. You know... Happy for her and your big tooth. Yeah. But don't bite your mother's breast when she's feeding you. Oh, God, as a non-breastfeeder, I, I don't consider this stuff. Oh, well, yikes. I, I was told it wasn't really, it didn't happen all that much, not to worry about it. But do you know what I've noticed? So we've had a bit of an issue. I don't know, like, she's just got, um, she's got like scratchy and bitey with it. And the weird thing is, even though it's your baby and it's your child and, and they're your world, you st- you still have the reaction as if another adult was to scratch and bite you. Get off! <laughs> oh, um, yeah. She actually drew blood this week. I mean, not from biting, from scratching. So I trimmed her nails, but I don't know. Maybe it's a new thing that they're trying, like to, is it a, a evolutionary thing, you know, using your nails? I don't know, but Did don't she- claw your mother. Did she so she got the nip the nip was it the nip nip just below the nip oh. but on the actual but yeah I looked down this is horrible there was a tiny bit of blood on her face and I was like oh my god what's happened thinking it was her and then I was like oh so you've you've attacked me right okay. that's a, a teeth dryer isn't it oh oh it's, it was horrible so yeah so there's the odd nip at which point I scream mm. and that and I keep wow. thinking I'm I'm not gonna do this anymore I'm gonna have to get put these boobs away if you're not careful I'm trying no. to. I, I want to continue until she starts nursery, just purely because apparently they pick loads of stuff up. Um, right. And so I was thinking if I'm still feeding, that might help. I don't yeah. know. That's just something I've made up in my head. That <laughs> no, is not. I'm, I'm sure I there's just... something to it. Breastfeeding is hardcore. It's awesome. If you're breastfeeding, go you. It's, it doesn't matter if you don't. I didn't get to. But it's it's hardcore, isn't it? Yeah, and you don't deserve to be attacked, Jenny. No. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> GBH by my 10-month-old daughter. No, thank you. Just on the nails, what is your nail-cutting method of choice? Because this is... I'm, I just want to know how everyone does this. Tricky, isn't it? So Tricky. she used to be really um, like anti it, and it was, it was a problem, and I'd just have to hold her, and it was just a bit of a wrestle. Then I went through a phase of trying to do it when she was asleep. Someone yeah. told me that when they were really little, but that got too risky. Yesterday, oddly, she just sat and took it. Um Great. And didn't yeah, seem to mind. So clippers, yeah. teeth, scissors, clippers. What, clippers. Cl- wow, got, clippers, uh, baby clippers. Yeah, there's little tiny ones you can get. 
You got those? Yeah, but I couldn't get on with them. I do I do the scissors and I actually find it really therapeutic. I use the little tiny scissors as he's I was gonna say when you me. said scissors, I was thinking of a big <laughs> kitchen pair of scissors. Christ, Jenny. That sounds quite terrifying. Kids um, nail scissors. Yeah. Um, it's I actually really like doing it. I can only do it when he's sleeping though. I do it when he's falling asleep on me. Maybe oh, once okay. a week. That's cute. But I, I bought, I remember panicking when he was tiny and buying this, like, it, it spun. It was a file and it spun. And I tried it on me and it was horrible. I was like, no, not. It's like one of those many things where people have, like, tried to find a solution to stuff to help parents yes. to make money and they want to be the next yeah. million pound idea. So there's loads of shit out there. That was one of them. <laughs> Can I just say, that is like, in my antenatal group, we'll go for dinner or whatever. I met up with a couple of them the other week. And we all come up with ideas and all their partners are like, have you got any ideas? Because, you know, there's big business in babies and you kind of think, yeah, I'm going to come up with something. And then it's either been done or um, pointless. Yeah. Then I realise I'm too tired and I can't be bothered. So, uh. so yes, yeah, sometimes I think it's a pointless tangent as well. Like there's these, um, someone actually sent me on WhatsApp this thing that you put in the middle of a bath to half the bath before the baby's big. Just put the kid in the bath. That thing costs like 80 quid. Or like there's a spoon yeah. to have before they have a spoon. You're just putting in another step for them to learn to try and make your millions. Can you and not? And a lot of the, a lot of these things. Yeah, just stop it because you tempt us. Every, all those Instagram ads. I'm going to fall for them. The amount of crap. And then you realise I've used that for two weeks and that's it. Yeah. Um, because then they, you know, we've been having babies for millions of years and people <laughs> seem to have managed all right. Do you know what I mean? Like, yes, yeah, just put, put them in the bath. They'll be all right. Just keep, make sure you keep an eye on them. That's the main. Yes. Oh, because I I've will got, yeah. buy it. And yeah. <laughs> and then the joke's on me. <laughs> but please send us any gadgets. We're well up for it. Oh, yeah. Um, sure. Yeah. So I've just been, I've just been attacked this oh, week because bear's got loads of teeth now and he? he's got mm. loads of gnashes but, so when does this teething does it stop i just feel like i've had a couple of days where i'm like oh effing hell yeah. because i thought we were making progress with sleep and then all of a sudden i mean our routine was a bit disrupted but we've sort of we're back home quite a lot now because um, my mum by the way thank you for asking lots of people have is is in, feeling much better yeah which is great so i've not been up there as much but right. all of a sudden, I thought, yeah, we'll be back in a routine. And I think it's this, t- she's waking like, she's like a flipping newborn again. She's waking every few hours and I don't know what the hell is going on. And I, I just feel like, and because you're not used to it, because you're mm-hmm. used to getting some decent solid blocks of sleep. I'm just, yeah, it's the pain teething, in the arse. The teething's wild. So his first two, when they came through, disrupted for a few nights. Then I would say the next three, fine. So that would have been the top two and another one on the top. Like, I don't know what it's called. But then out of nowhere, this little one, this rogue one on a bottom layer has just popped up. And it really disrupted him. And when we saw it, we were like, ah, that's why he's been the way he's been. So I don't know. I don't know if they're all going to be shit or if sometimes none of them are shit. I I don't know. I guess it's just... just... She's got one tooth. One bloody tooth, Jenny. I mean, how many (laughs) teeth do we have? 30 or something? This is going to be... I know. Well, speaking of sleep, last night was awful. Bear had... It must have been his first nightmare. I don't know if Eden's had this. He very rarely wakes in the night unless, like I say, he's teething. And it was probably 2 a.m. And he was screaming like I've never heard. Absolutely screaming, 
but doing that thing, you know, when you're a kid and you're like, oh, oh, God, and you can't Aww. get your breath. And But what was really weird was me and Christian woke up and looked at the baby monitor and he wasn't moving. So I thought the baby monitor had frozen because he all this noise but no movement. It was so bizarre. So we go in and he's still not moving. So Christian scoops him up and he, he kind of like woke up on Christian and then was fully hyperventilating because I think he was in like the middle of a nightmare. Mm. And then Christian passed him to me and I was able to settle him. But the whole time going back to sleep, he was going, you know, when you're just getting over it. And then I didn't want him to go back to sleep because if he's anything like me, when I've had a nightmare and I go back to sleep, I go back into the fucking thing. So I was really, but that he slept okay after that. Um, But gosh, it's hot. I didn't consider they're going to have nightmares and stuff. It's bad enough when Peggy has a nightmare. It really upsets me. And I always want to wake her. And Kenny's like, no, you've got to leave her. And it will shock her too much. But I just, it's horrible, isn't it? Because I just don't want any dark thoughts in their brain. No, I know, I know. They're so tiny. I don't want them to be worrying about anything. And And, and at this point, what was the nightmare? Like, was it that he dropped his favourite rattle right now and mummy didn't Mm. pick it up quick enough? Or was it... You know that I fed him some of my really rock hard pastries. What is it that his is his nightmare right Ooh, now? You know, maybe he's maybe he saw a ghost. Maybe a house is haunted. Don't because maybe we a have little had... maybe a little girl walked in the bedroom, Jenny, a little Victorian Ooh. girl. But we have had a few visitors in our house, and there's definitely one that Bear sees and makes him laugh. I think it's a nice one. I think it's the one close to me. Are you being um, serious now? Yes. When you say visitors, humans, are you talking? You've got ghosts. Ghosts you, and you. You believe in ghosts. A, there is a spirit that makes him laugh and it stands somewhere in the hallway and he'll just stare and laugh at it and I've smelled Jenny, a familiar sorry, perfume. Sorry, sorry, it's just you're talking like this is like a normal conversation and, and that spirits yeah. exist. Sorry. Yeah. You're saying that you're saying there's a you, you believe there's a spirit that there's there's guardian angel, if you will, um, is often in the corridor. I've smelt the perfume there and then I've seen him spot them there and they make him laugh. And yeah. there's always Have feathers you, um, there. Look, I'm not judgy. It's four in the afternoon and I understand being a mum's hard. Have you been drinking? Or <laughs> not today. <laughs> Is there some whiskey in that coffee cup? Christ on a bike. Not today. Okay. No. Um, right. So it could have been that, but that's a nice visitor. Yeah, so I don't know. Been that. Don't know. Yeah. No, you don't want those bad ones. Or okay. wind. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. Either or. You just, yeah, you just never know. Or maybe like birds might be quite scary at this age, do you think? Like, you know, like, rah, seeing a big bird. I don't know. Like, oh my God, me and my friend were at a park, right? And we had our kids, same age, same age as Eden, um, sat in their prams facing each other. We were having a lovely coffee and this giant crow sat on her baby's pram's handle and Ooh. we just froze. And you, I knew, <laughs> she knew that I knew that we were both thinking, what if it takes a kid? And flies away. I mean, I don't think a crow can lift a baby, a 10-month-old baby, Jenny. It was a massive crow. But if it had wanted to do that, if that was its agenda, her and I were useless. It would have had him because we just froze. (laughs) We were like, what do we do? Oh, okay, you just take my baby then. I think it's more like it just peck at them or something. But anyway, that's a horrible vision. Mm. Oh, well... um. Oh, I don't want to deal with that. Yeah, well, uh, let's go on to a slightly cheerier. <laughs> there is no way to segue from a crow to our, our guest. I know you were just trying to do that. I really was. I was <laughs> I was clutching. Come on. We've got, we've both had quite long radio careers. Got to find a, an, an in here. Um, Speaking I'm just of... going to say, 
<laughs> speaking of eating bird, no. Uh, speaking, speaking of bird seed, no. I tell you what, of crows. We've not mentioned. I tell you what, we've not mentioned, and I want to mention. I want to say a good thank you, a big thank you. Um, welcome to two new mums, by the way. Let's just totally let's just gear change it. Um, can we just say a massive thank you for all the reviews? Because yes, it's not something that we were pushing and and we forgot and we did last weekend. You guys delivered and. Uh, it makes a real difference. We're not even really sure why. We just hear other people say that, that it makes a difference. <laughs> no, apparently it does. It pushes you up the charts and all that lot, doesn't it? And then, yes. you know, it helps. Anyway, um, thank you. If you do enjoy this podcast, uh, please leave a review. And um, yeah, that, it's it's very much appreciated. It's lovely to see your comments. Keeps us going. And like today has been, a ju- I mean, as we speak, I'm four minutes. Uh, my friend is babysitting Eden right now. And I said I'd be done by four. And it's now four minutes past four. I'm taking the pee. Um, you never don't juggle. watch the clock with a child. No, the juggle is so real. Um, I feel the guilt right now. Not yeah. for the child, for my friend. Yeah. Because she's thinking, I'm not doing this again. Um, <laughs> yeah. The juggle is a lot, doing work, podcast, everything, but it's all worth it when we see comments like that. So please, please keep leaving those reviews. Yes, thank you. Um, and thank you for your messages as ever on Instagram, Two New Mums Podcast. But now, right, uh, we have got another brilliant guest, an absolute expert. Her Instagram is amazing, by the way. Go and give her a follow. It's Sophie Bertrand. She's got some, oh, she, you know, like her Instagram is just beautifully curated yeah. with recipes, really easy recipes. She's a nutritionist. She's a mum. She's got a 20-month-old. She knows the drill and the juggle. Um, and she joins us this week to answer a load of your questions on pregnancy, what to eat, post-pregnancy, you know, postpartum, all that kind of stuff. So uh, thank you, Sophie. Here she is. So please welcome to two new mums, nutritionist, author of Forking Wellness, and also mum to Romeo. Hello to Sophie. Hi. Hello. I'm so excited to chat to you both. Oh, so excited to have you on. Honestly, we got so many questions for this, so listeners are excited too. I feel like this is going to be a real eye-opener for if you're, you know, thinking about getting pregnant, pregnant or, or post as well. I think it's going to be so helpful. Yeah, definitely. It's a hot topic. And I was saying um, to Amy before you jumped on, actually, everyone is such a niche topic. But as soon as obviously it's relevant to you, it's all it's all consuming. <laughs> yeah, it's weird that it's almost niche because there's not really much more important than sort of what you're putting into your body, especially when you're carrying a child and then all the changes that happen postnatal as well. But um, I feel like we need to just fill you all in um, before we jumped on this call, the juggle of me being late, um, childcare issues. Jenny had some technical. It's just, there's no room. I said to Sophie, there's just no room for error, is there, when you're trying to juggle it all? But I know, obviously, you're running a successful business. Sophie, you've got a baby. Romeo's 20 months, isn't he? Yeah. Um, you've got your dog, Bear, sat behind you. Which yeah. <laughs> how, how do you find, how are you finding it all? How's your juggle going? Um, every minute counts, doesn't it, when you're a mum? But in truthfully, it was only when he got to around eight or nine months that I was like, okay, I think I can do this. It took me a really, really long time because I was such an independent person. I was, I was that naive person who was like, my baby will slip right into my life and I'll carry on running my business and working full time. And 
like how I you know it's just ridiculous that doesn't happen um so yeah it is a juggle but um I think I'm close to balance sometimes and then the next day goes completely out the window and I'm like oh okay not not there yet but um yeah you just got to carry on each day is different and uh you just got to carry on and try your best I've got <laughs> to say to that those days when you do nail it you feel like yeah well, the you're satisfaction like, oh, okay, got it. is yeah. incredible isn't it it's almost <laughs> worth oh. it just but, you know, alone. today I thought I nearly nailed it so I was like so Bear now so you've got a dog called Bear and I can see him that's cute my bear, son's called yeah. Bear uh, <laughs> let's not confuse the two um so Bear naps really early and I was like no do you know what I'm still going to take him to his singing at the library and I timed it so well got him through singing he was just falling asleep as we got home I managed to keep him sleepy I'd taken him to singing in his pajamas so I could get him in his sleeping bag give him his milk all time perfectly juggled I was thinking when he naps I'm going to get all my shows done do all my work and then as I sat down to give him his bottle and him to like fall asleep the window cleaner who my fiance had organized, didn't tell no. me, came to the door and my two dogs went bananas and Bear was wide awake and the rest of the afternoon's been a shit show. Yeah. And yeah. it's been impossible. So there we uh, go. I can so relate. I've had days like that and all when, when just a delivery guy's turned up with mm. my Hello Fresh box and Bear, my dog, has <laughs> gone crazy. <laughs> and I'm like, stop. <laughs> yeah, we've said it, we've said it several times before. We adore the dogs, but on it is they can be like, oh yeah. The trickiest bit but um oh well we're, we're, we're getting through it that's the mate we've made it here but yeah. um so sophie like a quite a basic straightforward question to begin with is is what is the big difference between you know let's go with mums first you know a mum that has eaten well and is getting all the right nutrients compared to a lot of mums ourselves included a lot of the time that will you know pick up some pasta on the side have some leftover food some scraps you know 400 chocolate bars a day or whatever what's the you know the big difference between being well fed do you know what it starts before you even conceive um around 50 percent of pregnancies aren't even planned which is a really big issue because what you put into your body before you fall pregnant is really really important because if you have been pregnant before you'll know that the first 12 weeks around 70 percent of women suffer really badly with nausea and that often worries people because they think oh my god i'm growing this baby I need to be really healthy, but actually your baby's drawing off your nutrient stores from three months prior, which is why we say it's so important to start, you know, eating well, taking your folic acid, your vitamin D up to three months prior before you're even trying to conceive. So I know that's not doable for a lot of people. And again, I know, like I said, a lot of pregnancies are unplanned, but if you can get a head start, that's the best uh, way of doing it because then you're giving yourself and your baby the best kind of opportunity in regards to that whole journey of you know housing a baby for nine months it's freaking tough um and your baby will take priority your baby will take the nutrients it needs which is often why we often feel tired low energy etc not sleeping very well um but yeah in terms of being that mum who's either eating really well or not eating really well your energy will suffer your focus will suffer just your overall kind of being your sleep how you feel how much you get done in a day so much can be affected by how we eat and again I know it's not always priority when you have a child to feed yourself well but if you can find savvy ways of doing it um it can make a huge difference you really are what you eat aren't you I know that's like what we were sort of told at school but it's true isn't it <laughs> yeah I, th I think to a degree you know if you're putting amazing nourishing um 
nutrients in your body that you can thrive off you're going to do just that you're going to thrive whereas if you're eating things that are bringing your energy levels down making you feel lethargic then again you'll feel exactly like that so yeah it's definitely important it has a really huge impact so should I be concerned about the fact that when I was pregnant in my first trimester I just I I could not stop eating Burger King chocolate like all the carbs and I I googled it so many times because I was Mm -hmm. really worried about what I was putting in my body but I also was struggling because I was going into work and hadn't told work at this point I was struggling to function without all that food and all that crap but it's just all my body wanted yeah no you don't need to be worried at all and I as a nutritionist was extremely worried in my first trimester with my son because all I could eat was carbs, nothing else. Like the, even the smell, the sight of a vegetable just made me feel so ill. Um, But like I said, your baby will be drawing off the nutrient stores that are already in your body and your baby, baby will be taking those micronutrients that it needs to thrive and grow. And just the energy that you're storing in your body, which is why we feel like we have no energy at all. So that's where the kind of carb obsession comes from because our body knows that the fastest way to get energy is from complex uh, sorry not complex simple carbohydrates most of the time which is why that's what we're craving so first trimester you're not going to do any damage at all by just listening to your body and you know consuming all those foods that you feel you need in that time when you get to the second trimester and you start to feel hopefully a little bit better that's when you really need to think okay um i need to kind of focus on my nutrition again because that's when the baby grows so much you know starts developing brain development etc all those things that need to be um pushed by nutrient intake okay so before before we even get to that if someone right now is trying to conceive and mm-hmm. perhaps it's, it's a long journey for them are yeah. there specific foods that um can help them conceive yes and this is by no means me saying unfortunately that if you eat a perfectly well-balanced diet um you know the fertility diet if, if as it were then you will guarantee you get pregnant. But there is so much research to show that if you are eating well, um, that can really help your chances of conceiving. So things like limiting caffeine and limiting alcohol intake, I would say is quite important if you are kind of in a hurry, let's say, to conceive. Um, There's actually been research to say that if you are consuming a plant-rich diet, so including more plant proteins as opposed to animal proteins that can be really beneficial so things like tofu chickpeas beans lentils um all that stuff and they're all really good sources of fiber as well which is really good for your digestive system and you want to be taking your folic acid like i said that that's really important vitamin d as well Um, and also there's some interesting evidence to say that you should switch to full fat dairy as opposed to low fat dairy there's something in those healthy fats that's really good for ovulation thus conceiving so those are some could that just help any way with like you know if you're saying with ovulation just hormones Mm -hmm. and balancing hormones yeah definitely yeah and I think if you are actively trying to conceive it's really really helpful to know when you're ovulating track your cycle I think women should be tracking their cycles anyway even if you're not kind of in a hurry to conceive it's because often in my case it was really strange you know September my husband said to me should we start trying for a baby I said absolutely not you know I'm not ready at all and in October I said I want to have a baby it was really quick I just kind of (laughs) flipped a switch and I was like I'm ready for a baby so for me I was like I want to be pregnant now um so yeah if if you're someone who you know doesn't think you want a baby soon there's there's no harm in just being more in tune with your body Mm. 
Yeah, it all ties in. And so um, postpartum, what kind of things, because for me, I still feel very much like, I do feel myself again now and my body's, um, but my body's still, I, I get a lot of aches. And I think um, I was chatting to a couple of other mum friends who have babies at the same time, you know, like hips ache. And I don't know, I feel mm. like maybe there's, I, I, I'm still breastfeeding and I'm aware that can be a reason as well. But mm. are, the, are there, is there anything... I don't know. I was starting taking a bit of magnesium and vitamin D and things like that and cod liver oil. And then I didn't really think it was making a huge difference. But are there any things that can sort of help heal your body? Even, you know, I'm 10 months postpartum now, but mm. I mean, especially in those first few months afterwards when you really feel like shell shocked. Gosh, I mean, where the whole six week postpartum oh. thing came from, I have no idea because I am a fit well young you know individual and I was completely broken after I gave birth I did not expect it at all mm. um no one kind of warned me and being that you know I had a really great birth there were no complications it was I mean it wasn't easy it was freaking painful but you know it was it went as well as it could have done and I just felt like I'd been hit by a bus you know I could barely yeah. walk up the stairs properly um you know every step was kind of like a little bit uncomfortable when I sat down it was a bit uncomfortable um and I you know everyone said to me oh you've got your body back so quickly how did you do it and I was like I just feel completely broken I you know I might look like I'm doing okay but actually physically and mentally I feel really really unwell right now and I hand on heart it took me until Romeo was nine months for me to feel um, kind of 90% back to normal let's say mm. um, because it takes nine months to grow a baby so why on earth would it only take six weeks to get back to your normal body yeah I just find it so bizarre so I do think more women need to talk about it because it's almost shame you know if you're not feeling back to yourself in six weeks you kind of feel a bit like a failure don't you it's terrible and yeah. it's, on, it's on the NHS website as well which I think is just mm -hmm. ridiculous because yeah it's it's just you know your body's been through something so monumental and it's just an hormone regulation everything yeah. I mean yeah is it are, are, is there anything that can help or is it a case of you've just sort of got to wait it out yeah, I think definitely eating well-balanced meals is really important. And particularly if you are breastfeeding, you do need to be making sure you've got enough of those essential fats in your diet, enough carbohydrates. Um, you're not eating too much sugar or processed foods or relying on too much caffeine, which is really, really hard when you're a sleep-deprived mum. But um, the recommendations are around 200 milligrams still when you're breastfeeding. I'm pretty sure I went over that a couple of times. But, oh my um, gosh. Wow. Yeah. That yeah, and that's slight concern. <laughs> drink water, though. Honestly, I yeah. I've never experienced thirst like it. No, I know it's, it's crazy. I I have like I was I've sat there and been feeding and fantasizing about like so many drinks just because yeah. it's just I actually read and I never took this advice. Coconut water is meant to be really good, like mm. super hydrating and tasty. And yeah, yeah, and it's got a lot of electrolytes thirst. in it. Yeah, the thirst is like I've never experienced it in my life. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So unfortunately, there's no miracle food that can kind of help us recover. But it is that kind of slow burn, well balanced eating, mm. not too yeah. much sugar or processed food. <laughs> We've had quite a lot of questions from listeners about breastfeeding, which we'll, we'll get into. But um, you mentioned about the uh, plant protein mm -hmm. and something that I really wanted to know. Um, looking back on when I fell pregnant, I was vegan mm -hmm. um, and had been for maybe a year or maybe two, maybe two years. 
but all my body craved when I was pregnant was anything with dairy. And so I was I was going to the shop and buying a full birthday cake that said happy birthday on it. That's and so interesting. It. Yeah, I didn't crave meat. Um, I had some fish um, and my iron levels were very, very low. Um, okay. But I really craved dairy and I hadn't had dairy for two years and don't particularly like it. Mm-hmm. So I guess my question is, can you can you be pregnant for the full nine months and stay vegan is it possible yeah it's definitely possible it has to it should be well planned um I would hope that anyone who is following a vegan diet was pregnant um and then likely raising their child vegan if that's something you're really passionate about I would hope they're educated enough to know that things like omega-3 need to be thought about um calcium iodine vitamin d iron Um, As long as you're clued up and you know where to get those specific nutrients from and B12 as well as another one Mm -hmm. um, and and maybe need to supplement, then you can definitely lead a very healthy pregnancy whilst maintaining a vegan diet. That's good to know. Yeah, a friend of mine, she's been vegan for a lot longer than me and she really has tried through her pregnancy, but just recently has been told she needs B12 injections. So I guess it's just mm-hmm. you've, you've got to really know how to yes. balance what you're missing, haven't you? For sure. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. really important. And like I said, it's completely doable, but you do just need that, you know, knowledge is power. So you just need to be a little bit clued up on on what's what. Yeah. Okay, brilliant. Well, we've had so many questions, so I'm going to get stuck into them because like you say, I think we'll, we'll cover off a lot of stuff. Um, I mean, quite a common one. Great foods to start when you realize you're pregnant. Another similar question, you know, what food should you have and avoid mm-hmm. when trying to get pregnant, which I guess we've sort of touched on a little bit. But if there's anything you can add to that. Yeah, I think um, omega-3 is really important for baby's brain development. Um, if you are vegan, then you might want to consider an algae based supplement, but you can also add things like chia seeds, walnuts, um, that should be daily though, you should be including those foods daily, um, or having one to two portions of oily fish a week, or like I said, you can supplement folic acid, again, really, really important. Um, whole grains, plant proteins, animal proteins, if, if that's what you eat, um, lots of different fruits and vegetables, the more variety, the better, because then you can guarantee that you're getting a variety of nutrients. I know we're all creatures of habit, but um, the more color and the more diversity that you're eating, like I said, the more nutrients your body has to thrive. So uh, like I said, try and limit things like caffeine um, and definitely don't drink alcohol when you're actually pregnant. Um, and we have been advised to stay away from high mercury fish, such as marlin sawfish and shark but we don't actually have those in the uk that readily anyway so yeah okay lovely um how much should you follow the rules around what you can and can't have when pregnant for example avoiding sushi i know there's certain meats and stuff Uh, like that because i think everyone i know has pushed this if i'm being completely honest it's such a good question because it it's so um different from a culture point of view as well you know people in japan they're not going to limit their sushi when they're pregnant Mm. Um, I mean, some might, but to my knowledge, um, they lead very different pregnancies and go on to have healthy babies. Um, you know, we're also advised not to have things like soft cheeses here, um, eggs. Well, this again is, you know, we weren't supposed to be eating eggs unless they were very, very well cooked. But actually now they're saying if they have the lion's stamp of approval, you can have them um, in, you know, not overdone. Um, so I think it's a little bit of, knowing what the research is versus how you feel um you know I drank kombucha in my pregnancy for example which 
you know technically you shouldn't drink because it's unpasteurized but um that's just something my body really really wanted so mm. <laughs> um I think you can definitely bend the rules a little bit but it's at your own discretion <laughs> it's, it's so hard isn't it? thing is sorry Amy, is it just the risk of it making you ill is that what it is it's that yes and there's, there's a very 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 small chance that it you know you know let's say if you have uncooked eggs it could lead to things like salmonella and that could be very very detrimental to your baby right it's very unlikely it's going to happen but there's obviously that very small possibility and it's even things like you know not getting botox and filler when you're pregnant there's absolutely no evidence to suggest that that injectable would go to harm your baby but it's completely unethical to go there and test it so we have mm. to you know move forward with yeah. caution and yeah because it's brutal because the things you want are the things you can't have like oh I'm so you, desperate uh, for Botox the... <laughs> <laughs> you did not need Botox I missed me lip filler my lips were tiny when I was pregnant no, it's so funny not, I've never had anything done but I wanted it done and then I fell pregnant I've just been breastfeeding for so long so I just oh. haven't haven't had the opportunity yet I've never had Botox and I've literally been talking about it this afternoon with my friend and then I've been watching this Zoom and all I can see is my frown lines thinking I'm getting it done. But um, <laughs> yeah, I don't need it. the brutal thing about pregnancy I found was, was caffeine because it's all I wanted and I was, oh, that was brutal. But are there, um, another question is the food and drinks to help with morning sickness. I guess this is maybe specific to person I don't know but yeah there is some good research behind ginger um yeah. so I think you know ginger tea or ginger shots are pretty harsh um on your throat but there's a lot of um kind of evidence-based research and anecdotal re- um kind of you know people saying that actually yes ginger really does help with nausea it doesn't help everyone you know those kind of bands that people wear to help with sickness again some people swear by them some people say they make no difference at all mm. um eating little and often kind of plain carbs and um, supposedly help keep the sickness at bay and actually again that is if you're going for long periods of time without eating when you're feeling sick that actually causes your stomach acids to make you feel worse so it is a good idea to try and eat every couple of hours even if it's just something small um but again, it does just come down to the individual and there's no one thing we can say this really helps with, you know, morning sickness, oh. unfortunately, because it's just hell. <laughs> I, yeah. I don't really drink fizzy drinks ever. But when I was pregnant and I only discovered it right towards the end of my first trimester was just drinking Coke. And I know you're not meant to because it's caffeine, but I used to count my caffeine drinks a day and I would wait yeah. for that can of Coke. And my <laughs> God, it took the edge off. It was so good. But yeah, again, it's caffeine. Um Angela says, is it worth taking breastfeeding specific vitamins while breastfeeding? I There's no specific recommendation for this, but I would personally advise taking supplements still. You can just take your pregnancy supplements throughout your breastfeeding journey. I think it's a good idea because breastfeeding is extremely demanding. Um, it's a big strain on your body. You can burn around 500 calories um, breastfeeding. That's a lot. You know, yeah. people, I remember when I was breastfeeding, you know, my dad would say, well, you know, you just sit breastfeeding all day. And I thought, just sitting breastfeeding, I'm, I'm exhausted. Like my body's constantly working to produce milk. And when you're not actually breastfeeding, your body is still producing, you know, the hormones and the, the production is still going on to try and make sure the milk is there for when the baby needs it. So it's incredibly exhausting and draining on the body. So I personally would advise taking um, breastfeeding supplements. Like I said, you can just carry on taking your pregnancy ones because they contain all the kind of essential nutrients that your body would need. Um, but yeah, like I said, you don't have to, 
it's you know not necessarily a must whereas the pregnancy supplements you know like folic acid that's an absolute must when you're pregnant but um yeah there's absolutely no harm in just kind of topping up your nutrient stores whilst you're Mm. doing something that is such a strain on the body you know the pregnancy vitamins you can get it's like an all-in-one banger I remember going into boots and there were so many different ones and I thought why why is there not just one I didn't know know which one to pick so I just picked the color I liked on the box I think I picked the green one is are they relevant does it matter are they all kind of the same really they'll differ in terms of some of them will be very simple and they'll be vitamin d folic acid and maybe some iron um then you'll have the ones with a whole long list of vitamin b d c choline iodine all these certain things if you're vegan i would go for one of the ones that packs in a little bit more just to cover yourself um but as as long as you've got folic acid and vitamin d in there potentially iron depending on your diet and your type of pregnancy then there's not a huge difference. But I mean, you could say that the same about kind of a normal multivitamin, that you know, there's so much on the shelves, isn't there? So many options, yeah. but it's, it's companies trying to make money. And when you're pregnant, you do need a vitamin. So companies know that, well, we need a pregnancy vitamin. <laughs> yeah, It's such a minefield. I saw something on Instagram and I probably shouldn't really mention it because, you know, I can't, I can't back it up. But it was basically saying that one of those really big brands, the ones that I had taken my entire pregnancy, was full of like, um blocking not blocking agents or um something bulking agents bulking agents bul- bulking yeah. agents that's it and I just thought well I just took that for nine months great and you just <gasps> how are you meant to know you know it, it's basically the most popular one on the you know the yeah biggest brand. I know, it's just I know the brand you're talking yeah. about actually um there's a lot of competition in the supplement world a lot yeah. um but remember we're very very lucky in the UK in this in the sense that we have quite strict regulations in terms of what's out there and what we're allowed to put in our body the, the same cannot be said for america at the moment it's actually quite scary the amount of ingredients that are even in things like skincare over in america that are quite toxic to the body but um i mean if you can opt for a supplement with like i said the minimal ingredients in terms of things that have been added but those bulking agents are there to you know bind the ingredients together and also the bioavailability bioavailability of the supplement matters as well because it has to be in a form that the body can digest and use in the way that it's supposed to be used and quite often when supplements have larger doses in it's because it's likely that the body can't possibly absorb the amount that is going in so if it goes with a larger dose it means you'll be getting some of it if that makes sense yeah okay so it's Um, I mean it's a whole different you know topic of conversation like I said the supplement world is a minefield but um yeah don't don't let that kind of worry you <laughs> it's like everything that you have to consider buying when you're pregnant there's so many choices and you're like where the mm. hell do I start I know. um but back to breastfeeding Charlotte uh, said can diet affect your milk supply when breastfeeding it's such an interesting question and I wish there was more research on this stress can affect your supply hugely Um, If you're very stressed or maybe you've had a big life event or maybe something went wrong with the birth or the pregnancy, that can actually affect your milk supply. Um, And there's some research to say that including a nice amount, generous amount of essential fats in our diet is good for our milk supply. Because I don't know if you've ever pumped milk, but if you leave it in the fridge overnight, you'll see this kind of thick fatty layer at the top, which is a really good thing. You want that kind of fat content in your milk. And some people, again, anecdotally will say, actually, when I, you know, some people swear by coconut oil, if they're adding coconut oil to their diet, then they get that extra fatty content in their milk. 
But um, I think it, we can definitely say, yes, a well-balanced diet will contribute towards maybe better, more well-balanced milk supply. But there's no research to say that if you've gone to have a McDonald's, then, you know, your milk's not going to be as good as quality. It, it doesn't quite work like that. The body's very, very good at producing, you know, this is what us women were meant to do. Um, so, yeah, there's, it, there's no kind of straight answer to that, unfortunately. Lauren says, are there any superfoods that can help with postpartum tiredness and hair loss? Oh, my God, I wish. I don't know if you ladies experience the postpartum hair loss. Um, but there's nothing that some people will say that they take supplements and they swear it helps the hair grow back quicker. Um, some women don't even suffer with it. I think if you're someone who got that really thick, glossy hair in your pregnancy, then you're more likely to suffer with the postpartum hair loss because it's basically your, your head shedding everything that you kind of gained in pregnancy. So theoretically, you're not actually losing it, but it's obviously quite traumatic when you see clumps of hair coming out uh, when you've just had a baby and not feeling your best anyway. But um, unfortunately, it's a waiting game. And I honestly, 20 months on, still have, you know, very short, random bits of hair that will pop out. Um, but make sure make sure you're eating enough protein. There's definitely things you can do that if you're not doing, it might make it a little bit worse. Um, so like I said, eat, make sure you're eating enough protein, get those essential fats in. Make sure you've got a nutrient-rich diet because that will really support the regrowth of, you know, any postpartum hair loss. Yeah, my plug holes were blocked. Like, yeah, blocked. It's, it's awful, isn't it? It's just, I mean, we yeah. go through so much and then we've got to face that. <laughs> yeah, savage. And the dad's probably never looked better. It's just the way it no, is. No, I know, exactly. <laughs> uh, they're glowing. Um, Kira says, how can you safely lose weight whilst breastfeeding? Uh, again, that kind of goes back to, I think a lot of it is expectation of women needing to get back to their pre-birth weight. Um, I would say wait at least six weeks before you even think about weight loss. You know, you've just been through it. There is a trauma on the body when you give birth, no matter how easy or plain sailing or, you know, uncomplicated your birth was, that is still a trauma on the body. That's a big event to happen. Um, so please don't think about dieting in the first six weeks. Just focus on resting and feeding your baby, however you're choosing to feed. Um, and then if you are breastfeeding, you do, like I said, you're burning a lot of energy every day. So you need to keep that energy up. So please don't go on any restrictive diet. I would just focus more on what you can add to your diet to improve your health. So, you know, lots of plant proteins, fruits and vegetables, essential fats, complex carbohydrates, and just focus on eating well. Don't maybe go down that route of being really restrictive and focusing on the scales because you've, you've just birthed this baby. So focus on that that's something mm. I'm really passionate about <laughs> I would also I was also, also say wait until your baby starts walking because then you're not going to have any <laughs> I mean being a mum is so exhausting anyway, any yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well I was going to say what's like an example of something really quick and healthy that would be really good for you in the day given the fact that we have zero time to consider what we're feeding ourselves like because sometimes I'll just have an avocado because I think that's good for me and that is that good or should I be having that with some bread What's something quick and helpful? Do you know what my favourite thing to recommend is like tinned foods like um, chickpeas, lentils and beans, because they're one of the most nutrient rich foods you can get at such a low cost. They're so cheap to buy. They're easy to store. You can put them in casseroles, soups. Um, you can add some grains and a sauce with them and some vegetables. I lived on them when Romeo was born because they were just so easy um, to, to whip up with, you know, some microwavable mm. grains. So that's always my my big recommendation. Okay, 
I've got a pantry full there you go (laughs) yeah I have I never use them I always buy them like oh I'm gonna be so healthy oh yeah chickpeas yeah you just 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 gotta add add some flavor just make sure you season and add flavor um and then you're good to go uh Sarah says are there any foods that can help with low mood um omega-3 has been linked to improve mood and but this is over time you know when People often say, you know, things like bananas can boost your mood. Well, you can't eat one banana and expect to feel great after. It has to be consistent over time. So if you can focus on that well-balanced eating over time, you will see an improvement. But making sure you've got enough omega-3 in your diet is really, really important. Um, and again, it just comes back to that kind of well-balanced, plant-rich, um, lots of diversity, essential fats, um, and not relying too much on those kind of highly processed sugary salty foods because if you have too much salt in your diet as well you can feel a bit dehydrated and actually even tiny amounts of dehydration that you wouldn't even necessarily feel have actually been shown to lower your mood so make sure you're hydrated as well that's really really important wow can um because I've been reading a bit about it can magnesium help affect your mood and like a busy mind is there anything behind that or is this just something that I've seen on TikTok and wasted my money on magnesium Mm. (laughs) magnesium is often associated with better sleep because it helps relax your muscles Um, I don't know a ton of research in terms of it helping boost mood Um, it is a very important nutrient in the diet but I don't think if you take magnesium supplements you're going to all of a sudden feel really energized mentally But I may have more relaxed muscles. You might so. sleep better. <laughs> <laughs> I used to. I used to take it before I was pregnant. It used to really help me with like hormones and and that you know like hormone balance. Oh. But but I've been taking it like to try and help my bones and my aches, and it's not really done a huge amount. Or so I felt. So I've I don't know. But yeah, we'll keep spending our money. And <laughs> oh, look at that doggy. <laughs> doggy is so Sorry. lovely. Hello, Ben. Okay, just had a delivery guy so he's oh sorry <laughs> oh no worries You're quick no, on your I feet think... there grabbing him yeah <laughs> <laughs> I think um different people can be affected by supplements I mean a, a lot of what we have most of what we have is research based and we've obviously got anecdotal um kind of suggestions out there as well so you know you could take a multivitamin and swear by it but I might take it and feel absolutely nothing so yeah um this is quite a good one to end on actually from Kaylee because I think we've all had these moments how to stop chocolate cravings during the sleepless nights oh, just uh, you know forget sleepless nights how to stop the chocolate cravings but, <laughs> but I think I think particularly like I really find when I have a sleep deprived day which is fairly regularly um I have to top it up with sugar it just gets me through the day and I really yeah. I know how bad it is for me but sometimes it's it, yeah it's replacing the energy isn't it it's such a vicious cycle because there is so much research to say that if you are trying to survive on less than I think it's around six hours sleep your body will overconsume the next day and Mm. most of those that overconsumption is in the form of sugar because again like I said at the beginning our body knows the fastest way to get energy into our system is that very fast releasing sugar so uh, the best thing you can do is try and have enough protein at each meal because that's the most satiating macronutrient as in it's the macronutrient that satisfies you the most um, enough fiber in your diet as well because again very satisfying and but also honor your cravings at the same time you know being a mum is bloody hard if you want a chocolate bar let yourself have a chocolate bar because if you take that out altogether, you will eventually binge 
on mm. the chocolate. If you don't yeah. allow yourself chocolate for a week, it's going to get to a Sunday night and you're going to think, well, I haven't had it all week. Mm. And you're going to go crazy. And, as soon, and you'll think, well, I'll just have, you know, one chocolate bar, whatever it be. And as soon as you get the taste for it, you'll think, well, I haven't had it in a week, so I deserve it all. And, yeah. and it's just a vicious cycle. So it's trying to find that balance of allowing yourself what you feel you need at that time, but also, you know, respecting your body enough to nourish it in other ways, um, you know, with the fruits and vegetables and the well-balanced eating as well. Brilliant. Oh, that, that's so helpful. I feel like I've learned a ton. Thank you so oh, much. Good. <laughs> yeah, it was brilliant. And look, so if you've got some um, loads of amazing recipes and everything that can help on your Instagram, so tell everyone where to come and find you. Thank you. You can find me. I'm mainly active on Instagram, which is Sophie Bertrand underscore. Um, I've got a ton of different resources on my website as well at sophiebertrand.com. Um, I do have, you know, blogs around fertility and pre and postnatal nutrition. And then I've got my pregnancy ebook for anyone that's pregnant. And then I've actually got a, a recipe book for when you've weaned your child as well and recipes Ooh. that you can enjoy with your child because Ooh. I actually started to eat a lot better when Romeo turned six months because I started making our meals together. And, mm. you know, like I said, you don't always prioritize yourself when you have a kid. So if you can kind of combine the two, you've got more motivation to look after yourself as well as your child. <laughs> That's excellent. And and saves time as well. That's yeah. amazing. Oh, 100%. Yeah. 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 Oh, well, that's right. You've got it. You've got it all covered. Amazing. Um, we'll put all the uh, links as well in our in our little bio, so you can check it out there. But Sophie, thank you so much for joining us, and Bear the dog as well. <laughs> just been so impeccably behaved. It's amazing. So, um, uh, yeah, keep up the juggle. So Good much. work. Yeah, you too, guys. Thank you so much for thank having me you. on. Hi, my name is Kay Adams, and to be honest, I'm not so good with the ageing process, so I enlisted my old chum, the filter-free Cara McKenzie, to advise. Could you imagine being a porn star? The room would need to be really hot for me to strip <laughs> off. To be honest, she's not much help, but she is rather amusing. And along with some great guests, Joe Brand, Andy Oliver, Anton Dubeck, Ruth Langsford, and Craig Revel Horwood, darling, we are learning how to be 60. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.